Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome back to Journey Living. Uh, my name is Mark Bird, and I am joined today once again with Shannon Meyer from Journey Living Ministries. Good day, Shannon. Happy Valentine's Day, Mark. It's good to be with you. Yes, it sure is. And it is a fun time, uh, fun time of year, but it's also a fun time to examine uh, our hearts as well as what the Lord has to say about love, because he literally has a lot to say about love, Shannon. He sure does. And it's him that he gave us his ultimate love story. No matter if you're married, you're single, if you're widowed, if you, wherever you are in your love walk with people, know this because this week can either be of great fun and sometimes it can be of great sadness because you do feel alone. And whatever camp you're in, I want you to know no matter what your own love life looks like, we have one story that goes down in history for each and every one of us. I know, Mark, most of us have, um, have learned the, the verse John 3.16 when we were younger. Maybe that was the very first verse you memorized when you went to church or you became a believer. It says, for God so loved the world. I just love those five words. God so loved the world. Because he knew what he was doing when he went to the cross for us. I think we talked about this a week or two ago, just about that oftentimes you'll hear sin held him on the cross. That was not true. Right. His love held himself on the cross. Recently, I read something that said he killed himself for us to love us. And I had never thought of it that way. I don't think of Jesus as killing himself, but he did allow himself to be put on the cross for us and to just show us the ultimate sacrifice of love. What does it mean that God so loved us, Mark? What does that mean in the trueness of our life? I mean, you know, we throw the word love around so much. I love this. I love chai tea lattes. I love my new boots. <laughs> I love this time of year. But what does it mean that God so loved us? Yeah, Shannon, I'm reminded of a story that a really close personal friend of mine, he's actually a pastor that I've known for many years, and he actually mentored me for many years. And he asked me this question uh, not too long ago, and it was a really good example for me to learn this particular lesson. Shannon, he looked at me and he said, brother, I know that you love me. We, we have a great relationship, and I, I know that you would love me. And I think you would even go as far to say you know what, I think you would die for me. And I go, you know what, I, I would. I would. I would stand in harm's way uh, to protect you and, and actually, you know, die for you. And he said, that is really good. And I imagine that. He said, but what about, would you be willing to give one of your own sons mm. to die for me? And I, without hesitation, Shannon, I said, no. Yeah. I, that, that changes the game completely. That's a whole nother level of love. It really is. And I was like, I, I, I'm not there. But yet that's exactly what Jesus did. And here's the amazing thing to me. What you said is sacrifice. Jesus came and he died for us. He killed himself. That's what a sacrifice is. Yeah. 
not too many people would lay down their life for anyone else. Yes, I know sometimes we would say, oh, if a gunman came in our home, we would step in the line of fire. We would do what it takes. But, you know, that's in a time of crisis that is um, not planned typically. No one signs up on any given day, but Jesus signed up. He did. He signed up for his own death just to say, I love you this much. On this month is where we could decide to really focus and hone in on Valentine's Day. I love Bob Sorge. He's a great author. Maybe you've heard of this book. It's called Secrets of the Secret Place. It's a phenomenal book I learned years ago um, of a gentleman. He is a pastor, a worship pastor, who had a throat injury. And um, what do you do when you have a throat injury and you're a pastor and worship pastor? And what does that look like? And I can remember his testimony just saying for five years in his darkest days, all he could get out was, I love you and I trust you. Wow. And I think so many of us, even as believers, we know that God loves us. But do we take the time to love him back? You know, many of us have heard of the the five love languages by Gary Chapman. And it was a question I posed really for myself as I was working on this Um, podcast is, do you know what God's love language would be? Wow. Do you know? I mean, think about it. Let's let's look at what they were. Um, I know there's acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, and physical touch. What do you think God's love language is from us, Mark? Yeah, I don't think it's physical touch. I think that might be an obvious one. (laughs) But you know, it's interesting that here's how I approach that kind of a question. Like, okay, let's eliminate what it's not. And, uh, you know, what's amazing to me, because I know this, Shannon, for us as humans, like as parents, as grandparents, like what do we need to know from our kids, our grandkids, those sorts of things. And that's not necessarily the same things that God needs. And I thought about this too, Shannon. Does God exist by our praises? Hmm, that's interesting. He's blessed by them, but is he dependent upon my praise, Shannon? Right. That's really good. I did too. I had to think of, well, I know he likes words of affirmation when we say, oh, you know, God, you've said this. I know many times, like, if you don't know what to pray, pray back to God what he's already said. Right. Then there's quality time, receiving of gifts and acts of service. And you, you touched on physical touch. We don't touch him. Do we get do our acts of service? We do. Yes. We work in our churches and give. Um, do we give our gifts, receiving gifts unto him? But I'd have to say, and you'll have to take this up with God when you get there, but I'd yeah. have to say his love language would be quality time. Amen. And it's there in Bob Sorge's book, that Secrets of the Secret Place, he talks about what it is to just spend time with God. It says, God gave his only begotten son, and Jesus died an excruciating death all love all for love there was no other reason the central reason for this whole thing between god and man is love yes people focus on the sin and that is not it he didn't die to enlist your strength or mine in his army which you know many times mark don't you think oh we are being enlisted into god's army and we're like he must need us that's not true either he already has all the power he needs yes anguish any foe that will ever face him or us He didn't die for you and I because he was lonely or looking for companionship. 
but it's because he's surrounded in glory by multiple millions of creatures all around. Everybody adores him, right? It says the angels are saying, singing, holy, holy, holy. And when you study that, and for a long time, I used to think they were just in repetition, right? singing a song. That is not true either. It's because they are seeing him do something miraculous again and again. Right. And repetitive holiness is saying holy, holy, holy is because they just keep seeing it. He didn't die for you and I because he was bored and had nothing better to do. Right. He died for one encompassing reason, that he might manifest the graciousness of his glorious love to you and I, Mark, and to everybody listening and in turn reap the extravagant affection, I love this part, of a love-sick bride. He wow. did it all for love. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, I, 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 I could that. put myself in that category, Shannon. I'm love-sick for his presence. Oh, me too. And so today I want to talk about how do we get love. Many of us are in a time coming out of loneliness and desperation. COVID has just put a whole nother level on the word of loneliness. And so I often think, you know, what you need You'll hear the old adage say, whatever you need, give away. Mm. So if you're needing love today and you're feeling just depleted and you need the Lord to just love upon you, I would I would cry out like David, but I would also give love back to him. Maybe just starting out your day with him. I've been working on just my own quiet time from this book, Secrets of the Secret Place, where Bob Sorge says, you know, you got to go find yourself a room and lock yourself in it. God has convicted me of recent months and just getting up another 45 minutes earlier just to come and be away with him. And I'm telling you what, it is making the world a difference in my life, Mark. It is there that I am just sitting with him, but he's also pouring into me. Amen. And I know it's that give and take. And it's not that, oh, he'll give me, I'll give him. I'm not going to him either for, um, you know, okay, I'm going to go pray to God. So you give me something. No, I just want to sit in his presence. Just like what you said, being lovesick for him. I am so needy oh, yeah. to be in his presence, just to see his face. How about you? You know, Shannon, it, it, immediately, uh, as I heard you begin to articulate about this, and, and it was his love uh, that put him on the cross, it kept him on the cross and all of that. Immediately, I was taken to Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 2, and this is great advice for all of us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The second part of this is really what struck me, Shannon, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Like, I read that and I go, how was that joyous? Yes. It was joyous, it? I think, because it was reconciliation. It was us being restored to God. It was mankind and God's love, literally. This is what took him there. This is what brought him joy because what took him to the cross, which was horrible because it goes on to say, despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And Shannon, it was his love that compelled him, his love for us. And it's like, I couldn't fathom that. And in his humanness, I don't know that he could fathom it either, Shannon, because he went to the garden and he prayed, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup from me. But yet the love, he said, for the joy, <laughs> I can't fathom it. But I think it was the love, just like you said, Shannon, that, that drove him there and that kept him there. Amen. That's really good, Mark. 
How about our kids? You know, what do you, when your kids just want to jump up in your lap, just hug up on you, maybe there's no purpose. You know, your kids will love up on you when they need some money, want to go somewhere, get the keys to the car. But how about when your kiddos just walk up, love you, hug you? I know from my girls when they just do that and there's nothing in it for return. It just melts my heart. And, and our girls just are real lovey. And I love that. Uh, my youngest daughter, she'll kind of give you the cheek. And man, if she'll kiss you, kiss you, which we do in our family, we kiss each other. And she doesn't give you the cheek. I feel like, oh, it just kind of melts my heart Aww. because it's that. But I think a lot of times, and I think of this picture, like, do we just, God is waiting for us in the mornings to just spend time just to have coffee with him. No phone, no social media, no TV, no music, just him. It's just like if you and I were to sit down and have a cup of coffee or you and Jill or Scott and I were just to start our day together, there's no agenda. It's just to start the day and say, you know, I hope you have a good day. What do you have today? It's just that time, that bonding time together. And I think that's what God is looking for us as he continues to reveal himself to me. Um, that he just wants this relationship with me. He doesn't want my works. He doesn't need my service. I mean, that comes along with your church body and, you know, doing those things out of love for him toward other people. But if I had to just ask for the love that he has for me or I have for him, he just wants that intimate relationship. And I think that we've missed it as a church at times. We've done our check boxes, we've done Bible study, we've done our devotions. Did you do your small group? Did you go to church for 42 minutes, sing three worship songs? And that's all good. I'm not saying that's not. But when is the last time you just sat with the Lord and spent time with undivided attention with Him? You know, Shannon, I'm thinking about really any relationship that I have with, with people on earth whether it be my children, my grandson, or my my spouse, anybody. And how many of you like to have a one-sided conversation where all you do is talk, right? Right. And, and, you know, this revolutionized my quiet time and my time with the Lord. And the Lord said, well, can I answer? Because many times prayer time becomes... Me telling God all of my problems, me telling God all the things that I want and that I think I need, and then all of a sudden it's good. I get out of the car, <laughs> you know, right. it's funny, and I go on with my day. No way, and God's like going, hey, can I say something? Yeah. And I think what you're talking about, Shannon, is just that very thing. He wants to lavish his love upon us, but when we're too busy to listen, we miss it think one of the really simple things, a simple prayer we could just say is, God, give me the freedom to be childlike mm. in your presence. You know, we get so sophisticated and so spiritual and bring our Christianese words <laughs> yeah. to the table or to our quiet time. And, you know, I know when you just were a little girl, a little boy, and you just want to crawl up in your daddy's lap and just have him hold you or play with you, we lose that. And it's so sad. And, and I'm trying really hard because... I'm type A. I have an agenda. Okay, here's my list, Lord. Can you answer these prayers in your time? But what does that look like? And I just have to think that he just wants to sit and just be in his presence. I don't have to say anything. Just be still and know that he is God. And I think about how he would want to lavish his love on us. Shannon, how would he want to do that? How would God 
demonstrate that. You know, it takes me to Romans 5.8, yet God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners. And I think while we're still in our sinful state, God loved us and he sent Jesus. And this is his statement of love. But he wants to, to me, that verse says this, God wants to demonstrate his love for me, not just once, but on a continual basis, because that's what relationship is. It reminds me of Jeremiah 31, 3, where it says he loves you with an everlasting mm. love. You know, love is so fickle here on earth, isn't it? It's so um, conditional. You know, if you do this, or you, sometimes you do all the right things, I'll give you and show you all my love. But do something wrong or, you know, be a disappointment to someone or... You feel like that love is, is kind of withdrawn from you. And I think that verse is so hard even for me to grasp or swallow because he loves me with an everlasting love. Because tangibly, we, we don't know what an everlasting love looks like here on earth. Do you, do you agree, Mark? That totally. We can't. What does that look like totally unconditionally? Even with our spouses, if we do something wrong, you know, there, there's a recourse to it, or um, if you step out, or whatever. We want to say we love unconditionally, right. we took those vows, but we're also of human form, and I think, what must that be to have the Lord love us despite everything we have ever done or will do? I can't get my earthly brain around it. No, it's difficult because our experiences with love, as you mentioned, kind of in the onset of this program, Shannon, you said that our love is, all we know is that it's conditional. It's conditional upon a response. It's conditional upon what you earned, right? And if you've right. made somebody mad, I mean, that's the only kind of love that we're familiar with. But, you know, when you think about um, God's love and the Greek word there is agape, mm -hmm. and I love it because just the, the initial translation of that is a love of choice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's so good. And God, his love is perfect. It's everlasting, just like you described. And it's also one that we can't fathom. But to me, this is why I want to spend more time with God, because I want to better understand his love for us. Mm -hmm. I like what you said earlier about a one-sided relationship. And I think it's here that you have to really think about that. And in all reality, if it is a one-sided relationship, you know, it takes two to tango. We know that, right? And yes. So it's here that if we don't sit down and give and receive from the Lord, we have to give him something and he gives us back. But we also, oftentimes, I think it's hard for me to receive his love. I don't know about you, Mark, but I know my litany of sins. I know my, um, my, my dirty laundry. And mm -hmm. it's hard for me to think, God, how can you lavish yourself on me? It reminds me of Psalm 91, 14. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him or her. So when God sets his love upon me, that means he's going to deliver me from all that is not good, all of my sin, all of my shame, all of my guilt. 
But this is something that's tough for me because I feel like if you don't have a good concept, and I haven't for many years, that God truly is in love with you. He adores you. I taught last fall on the Song of Solomon, and it was such a beautiful picture of that bride and bridegroom. And that really set me free. If somebody just needs to know the love of the Lord for themselves, I would really challenge you to go to the Song of Solomon because um, it is there that he just pours himself. It's this beautiful love language. If anybody says the Bible is <laughs> right. boring, man, you ought to read in there in the Song of Songs. I right. think it's said Song of Solomon. Um, that he just, it's pretty racy. I mean, I was a little embarrassed and flushed when I was teaching some of it. Um, there was a verse recently I read, it, I think it's in the third chapter, that he holds you, his left hand is on the back of your neck, and his right hand, he embraces you. And the first thing I thought about was like a love scene in a Hallmark movie right. or something where the man is just embracing the, the woman. And I just, it almost like gave me chills because I thought, that's how Jesus loves me, that he just holds me and he just grasps onto the back of my neck and pulls me in. It talks about that lovesick bridegroom. You know, he just is so in love with you. So this has been a beautiful journey in my own spiritual walk because I haven't had this most of my life. And it's this newness that God is revealing to himself that just makes me giddy almost. Right. <laughs> and you know, Shannon, I'm just reminded that our heart's desire for this whole program uh, in all of this is for people to begin to know and understand how much God loves us. And Shannon, we're both on a journey. Uh, every one of us are on a journey to really discover God's love. And and we're on the same journey. Right. So Shannon, you and I are not better than anybody else. No. And, and here's the thing I mentioned. There's no shortcuts to God. Like it has to come from me on my knees or on my face or sitting there in his presence. Shannon, there's no shortcuts. You and I haven't got any shortcuts no. to the Lord, but he just wants to lavish that love. And sometimes you just have to sit to receive it. That's good. That's a great word. I'm reminded of Proverbs 17, 17 that says a friend loves at all time. And even though God is mysterious in his ways, his friends still love him and he still loves us. And I think it's in that quietness of love that we find a new depth of intimacy. And that's the only place it can be cultivated and then established in our hearts that will help carry us through our life. Uh, Proverbs 27, 6 says, For he loved you enough to wound you, that he might woo you into a greater connection with him. Many questions have been posed to me many, many times of what kind of good God allows bad things to happen. Hmm. And it's there that I think sometimes we have to understand that God leaves us way too much to leave us the way we are. And that's just any good parent. If you see your child heading down a wrong path or something you know is not going to be good for them, You've got to redirect them. You have to discipline them. And he loves us so much that he's like, listen, I don't want this to come upon you. I know the Ten Commandments, a lot of times people are like, that's just a bunch of rules. No, that's just the safety net. Right. He has set and loves you with that to say, I love you, so don't step out of your marriage. Don't kill. Even if it's in your heart, don't steal. God is saying, don't do that because I love you so much. I want to give you my best for you. 
Yeah, and Shannon, one more thought that comes to my mind is when you talk about God and what his love language is, is that quality time. But I think in reading through the scriptures and getting to know the Father's heart as much as I have over the years, one thing that I'm reassured of is when we respond to his love. And again, it might be an act of service to another person because when Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commandments? He said to love God, but then the second is like it to love your neighbors. So when we respond to his love, and sometimes it's going to be to our neighbor, that blesses God, that blesses his heart because we are sharing his love. Amen. That's really good, Mark. Well, as we close up today's session of the Love Week and just today being Valentine's Day, what a great day to air and just be able to share the love of Christ with all of you. Journey Living is just a ministry for that, just to help you on your journey with the Lord, to just receive him unto yourself. And he is crying out for you in a sense, like, come to me. You know, Matthew says, come to me, all of you who are weary. So many of us are weary this time of year. It's, it's winter. It's a time that we have a hard time feeling happy and joyful. The holidays are over. And God is saying, listen, just come away with me. Just sit with me. And I just want to love you and take care of you. So I hope sometime this week you can find the love in your heart just to go and be with Jesus. Yeah, and Shannon, just to wrap up, uh, it's it's Love Week, like someone has earmarked this week as Love Week. But listen, let it be our love life. I think you said that early on. Uh, let our life of love be for God. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to Journey Living. We love having you. And uh, be sure and tune in again next week where we're going to unpack a lot more goodness from our Father. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.